Brother Dale here of Gospel of Repentance Ministries. It's been a while since I've been able to do an episode. Life is happening. All good though. But remember the theme, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Man cannot live by bread alone. No, he can't. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. All right. Hey, listen, just as a reminder, if you are interested in receiving my blog via email, you can subscribe by going to this URL. All right, here it is. It's feeds.feedburner.com forward slash the gospel of repentance. Once again, it's feedsburner.com forward slash the gospel of repentance. Okay? So God bless you on this Sunday. It is September the 15th, 2019. It is amazing how quickly this year is going by. All right? Hey, I wrote an article on my blog actually yesterday, and it's called if God is so good, dot, dot, dot. And of course, anybody that's listening can fill in their own blank or blanks in regards to that. And the article is pretty much a reply against those who are pessimists of the Lord and his goodness. See, when you're a pessimist, you look at things only from a negative point of view. You don't look at the positive. You look at only the bad and you don't focus on the good. So one of the inspirations behind writing this article was I heard a person on social media, a person that my wife listens to regarding the importance of going to church and worshiping God uh, corporately. And I guess people on her social media platform Perhaps some of her followers or just maybe some of her critics was saying, what's the point in worshiping a God that allows death and tragedy? I mean, why would you consider God or a God like that to be good when all these things are happening that are going wrong? Well, I understand that from a perspective, from a human perspective, but what that tells me is that those that are asking that question most likely do not have any uh, biblical insight whatsoever. And understand when I say that, I'm not saying that as an indictment, even though it may sound like it is. In a way it is, but it's not an indictment in the sense that I'm trying to condemn the person, but it is a matter of fact. Most people, even those people who profess to be Christians, do not have insight into the character of God and the word of God. That is why we are commanded to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All right. So that we have a biblical and an eternal perspective, because what we see is not all that there is. I'm going to say that again. What we see with our eyes is not all that there is. And so if all you 
can see and all you can, I guess, acknowledge is the here and now, then no, you don't have much hope. You, you really don't have any hope at all because if all you see is the tragedy and the pain and the disease and the crime and all the wickedness that pervades our earth, if that's all you see, you don't have an eternal perspective, you don't have a, a glorious hope then yeah you are you are definitely a most frustrated disenchanted and miserable person because you don't see any light at the end of this this horrific tunnel that we call life all right so so the question the age old question that people always ask that are whether they're probably atheists or they are simply just non-believers in the biblical God, they see everything that's going on that's negative and they point the finger at God. In other words, it's God's fault. So, And because, guess what? Somebody obviously has to be a fall guy, right? And so it's easy to make God that fall guy, right? And, of course, that is not right but in the eyes of the unredeemed those who hate God that's that's a fair assessment that's a fair judgment uh, on their part so so is is God good is he good the Bible says that he is the Bible matter of fact in the 136th Psalm and of course so many places but I'm just picking one it says the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Think about that statement for a moment. That is an extraordinary statement to make. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. In other words, his mercy is eternal, everlasting, without end. Now, like I said, if you focus on the present circumstances, you focus on the present culture and the temperature of our nation and of our world, that seems like a lie that seems like a fantasy but it's not because the word of god is true and so we can look at you can look at the uh, the negative that's going on and and if you focus only on that then you have a pessimistic attitude toward god and toward the things of life and the fact of the matter is god is so good so so most so merciful excuse me so wonderful so holy so perfect that he did something that to the human mind to me still baffles me it doesn't humanly make sense that god would send his perfect sinless only begotten son to this earth and punish him and cause him to die for the sins of people like you and I that don't deserve it so I want to flip the script and say that God is good because of every act of love that ultimate expression of love alone that God would send his perfect sinless son to die for the sins of a hateful satanic hopeless world and the reason why he did that because he so loved us we all know the passage in John chapter 3 verse 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son 
that whosoever, this is the necessary condition, whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have eternal or everlasting life. So all the problems that we're experiencing in this world, the poverty, the crime, the drugs, the prostitution, the infidelity between man and woman, the um, the homosexual perversion that's going on, the corrupt politicians, the lies, the cheats, all the negative that's going on, you realize that none of this is God's fault. None of it is his fault. God is not the one that is causing these things to happen. We are directing our anger and our frustration and our hatred toward the wrong person. God is not the one that is causing all this pain and all this tragedy and this sin. We're the ones that's doing that. But it's amazing to me how blind and how short-sighted mankind is. See, this is how you know a person is blind and short-sighted. They're doing all the dirt, right? They're committing all the crime, yet they refuse to admit to the crime and to the sins and to the wickedness that they're doing. Like I said, the world loves to have a fall guy. And that fall guy in their mind is God Almighty because here's here's their, their complaint. Here's their argument. It's like, if God is so good like you Christians say, then why doesn't he stop all this stuff? Why does, why does he not just put an end to it? If he's so wonderful, if he's so powerful, if he's so mighty like you guys are claiming and what you and, and how you sing about him and how you dance about him and and all this kind of stuff why you go to church and worship this god this god is allowing all this crazy stuff to happen what kind of god would allow that stuff to happen i would submit to you and my answer would be to those who are criticizing the god of the bible is that god is allowing it to happen because god is merciful Okay, now you're probably saying, now, Dale, you're not making any sense. What the heck are you talking about? Why would you say that God is merciful by allowing evil to continue? Well, it's like this. The more that God allows evil to continue, it it displays God's mercy toward wretched sinners. And like I wrote in the article... And I'll, I'll verbalize it here. God could very well get rid of evil completely. That's what we want, right? We want God to get rid of the tragedy. We want God to get rid of the pain. We got. We want God to get rid of the uh, the wickedness because the wickedness because that's that's our problem. Because of the wickedness, because of the sin, we have the things that we have in this world. We have the the natural disasters. We have the disease. We have the poverty. We have the starvation we have all the mayhem that we have is because of the wickedness of man ladies and gentlemen it's man's fault that we're in the condition that we're in it's not God's fault but once again the pessimist or the sinner is arguing like well why doesn't God get rid of God can get rid of all this he could he could he could totally eradicate all this evil yes he could you know what he would have to do in order to do that though he would have to get rid of mankind because the evil is a result of man's 
disobedience. Because man disobeys God, that is where evil lives. If man obeyed God, there would be no evil. You follow what I'm saying? So evil is attached to us as human beings. So if God got rid of evil, he would have to get rid of us. He would have to get rid of everybody. If God wanted to cleanse the world of evil completely, uh, two things would have to happen. Number one, we'd either have to stop completely, or number two, we'd all have to die. So how does evil look now? So whose fault is it that evil exists? Is it God's fault who is long-suffering and who is patient and who wants all men to to repent or is it our fault if we're honest we know the answer to that question but here's the wonderful thing here's the great news God has provided the only way to salvation he has provided the way for us to conquer evil to conquer sin and to overcome the devil That is to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in his atoning sacrifice for sin. When one does that, when when a person puts their trust in Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins, Hebrews 9.22, then we are saved and we are adopted into the family of God as his sons and his daughters. And then we we have an eternal perspective. We look at this world and realize that Yes, it's painful. Yes, it's hellish. But guess what? This is not all that there is. This will come to an end. And as 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 says, it says, we do not look at the things which are seen. Amen? Because the things which are seen are temporal or temporary, but the things we are we to look at the things which are not seen because the things that are not seen are eternal. What are those things that are not seen? The glorious hope of our future, the fact that we will once we will one day dwell with the Lord forever, as David said in the 23rd Psalm, the sixth verse, he says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's what he said. Psalm 23, six, a beautiful verse. So if you are in Christ, if you are in the family of God, if you are a child of God, you're a son, you're a daughter, you have to hold on to the hope of the glorious future that we've been promised. That is part of our eternal inheritance as saints of God. We look at this evil, even though it's tragic and it's painful, we're looking for a new heavens and a new earth whose builder and maker is God. We know that this is not all that there is. And understand this, for those of you who may be living what you call the quote-unquote good life now, you know, your life is easy. Uh, you, you, You got your money right. You got a beautiful home. You got a beautiful family. You have a a high paying commanding job or you you you're you're successful in your own business as an entrepreneur. That is wonderful. That is fantastic. But if that's all you have, you have nothing because that's going to burn up with you unless you repent and then you will acquire true, enduring and eternal riches, my friend. But if all you have is your money, your beautiful wife, your wonderful kids, 
your education, your career, your philanthropy, your humanitarian work, if that's all you have, if that is the sum of your life, it's a good material life, but it it doesn't add anything. It's not going to get you into heaven because it is by grace we're saved through faith and not of ourselves. The Bible says it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. So the idea that God is so good is a true statement, ladies and gentlemen, because like I said, if you just focus on the here and now, then for most of the world, God is not good because of all the tragedy that persists and that pervades our world. But the fact of the matter is, the fact that God sent his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die for sinners and to provide the only way for life everlasting proves the goodness of God. And that goodness is overwhelmingly greater than the wickedness that we are dealing with in this earth realm. See, you have to change your mindset. You have to renew your mind and you have to get an eternal perspective. But if you are dead in your trespasses and sins and you're blind, then you can't see past what's in front of you. But see, those of us who are truly in Christ Jesus, we can see into the future because the Bible The Holy Scripture, the Word of God, tells us what that future is. So that's the marked difference between those who are in Christ and those who are in their sins and in the grip of their father, the devil. John chapter 8, verse 44. So you have to change your parentage. You have to switch families for those of you who are not in Christ. Because if you're not in Christ then the devil is your daddy and guess what the devil your daddy hates you his job is not to love you his job is to hate you and to destroy you and to take you to where his eternal destiny is headed which is an eternal damnation so if God is not your father and if Jesus Christ is not your savior then the devil is your father and the devil hates you and that makes you an illegitimate child So what do you want to do? Do you want to repent of your sins and go to Jesus Christ and say, Lord, forgive me for my sins and and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I believe in what you did on Calvary's cross some 20 centuries ago. Do you want to do that? Or do you want to continue to shake your fist at God, continue to be a fool and continue to try to figure this out on your own and do your own thing like you've been doing you have a choice and the choice is yours nobody is going to make you repent nobody is going to force you to receive the Lord Jesus Christ you have a will you have a choice and that choice is totally up to you but you have a way out but there's only one way out you can't do it on your own even though you may think that you are no matter how smart you are no matter how educated you are you don't have the wits You don't have the wherewithal. You don't have the power. You don't have the resources to make things right in the sight of God on your own. That's why God the Father sent the Son 
to come and die as a sin substitute for the world. Those who place their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ will receive forgiveness of sins and inherit eternal life. And I don't know who said this, but I love this phrase and regarding our salvation. Salvation, listen to this, salvation is our present possession and our eternal destination. I love that. I'm going to say it again as I close. Salvation is our present possession. In other words, it resides in us right now, but it is also our eternal destination. Both are true at the same time. And there's a whole lot more I can say in regards to this situation about being, if, if God is so good, hopefully in this short time frame that I've been able to share with you, I've been able to at least incite your palate for you to research this matter further and to prove to you from scripture that God is indeed good despite the evil that pervades this world. God is good and once again why the evil continues to exist is because God is merciful and he is patient and he's loving enough to desire that all men repent so that they do not eternally perish. You follow what I'm saying? So that's why evil lives on. That's why evil continues to persist. As painful as it is, as much as we hate it, God is patient and is long-suffering that not is not willing that any should perish, but that all men come to repentance. Because like I, like I said, if God decided to end it all, all he would have to do is cut off mankind and then evil would be gone. So God is not evil. God allows evil because he's merciful. And if you want evil to be conquered in your own personal life, then you know what you have to do. This is Brother Brother Dell of Gospel Repentance Ministries. I can barely get my name out. And um, I'm signing off now. Take care.